Hello, this is Psychic Gary Spivey, and welcome to my weekly podcast, Tapping In with Gary Spivey. These are some interesting calls from radio listeners I got this week. Over the years, I've had people tell me, I was healed by listening to you on the radio. You explained to this lady how to solve her problem, and I realized, wow, that was mine too. And we can solve our problems by listening to other people get their problems solved. Well, I think it works that way, so I hope you enjoy the podcast. Let's do it. The world's most gifted psychic is on the phone right now, Gary Spivey. Hi, Gary. Hi, good morning. Where are you phone? Where are you beaming in from, Gary? Uh, I'm in Hollywood today. Are you really in Hollywood? Yeah. What are you doing in Hollywood? Uh, selling it, Dave. Selling it? Yeah. What does that even mean? Ah. Well, that, I'm sort of like a psychic hooker, you know, and you got to work everywhere, you know. Okay. Yeah, he's like, you got to work, 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 work. How do you see this going with the woman who wrote in? She's going through the bitter divorce and custody with her two young kids. How is this going to turn out for her? Um, it, it can turn out really good. Um, she's just hung in an enormous amount of drama. Oh yeah, and so and and what happens to work out situations when people really work out their problems? They have to somehow get above the drama, and so and they can't respond to you know the fight that she's in. She can't respond respond to the other person throwing all these you know drama things at her, and so she has to really back off and see the truth of it. Don't respond to the drama. Don't get sucked into it. And I see her winning her legal battles and getting through it if she does. Okay, very good. Eric is on the phone. Kind of a re- it's a relationship problem. It's not a divorce thing. But Eric, tell us what's going on with Gary Spivey. Whether you want to ask Gary Spivey, Eric. Well, what's going on is that I'm also going through kind of a divorce situation. Uh, my wife has been seeing a guy um, had a small affair and just won't stop talking and, and doing stuff. And I'm trying to work through it. And I'm wondering, you know, is it is it worth trying to work through it? Is there something compelling her to destroy our family and you know put our we also have two little kids in, in a very difficult situation. I mean, is there something that's pulling her away from me, or is it just that it's over? So you're the one. So you're the husband. She's been seeing another guy, yeah. and and have you asked her, or has she agreed? Did she agree to stop seeing him? And she still keeps seeing him. Uh, she's she's been intimate with him before, but she's still talking to him, and just you know, it's she keeps saying it's too hard to let go. She doesn't want to be mean to this person, and mm. uh, he's a very young guy. So so. How young? I mean, throw me some numbers. 41. He's 41? 21. 21. How old are you guys? Uh, 28. Okay, so a little bit of age. Gary, what do you see? Is it worth Is it worth it for Eric to fight for his marriage and try to save it, or is she already out the door? Well, you know, Eric, it'll sound like I'm being a little bit mean to you. Uh, it's almost like I want to feed you gunpowder and make you and rough you up a little bit so that you can be tougher. You you have to put your foot down. Your your problem is is she don't respect you. And so because you're just going, you're, you're being, I want to be nice to you and give you a hug, but I, I don't know how to, to do that and be as tough as what I, I hear you need to be. In other words, you you really have got to, got to say, no more, or I'm dumping you, and you have to really realize the relationship is over. And see, so you're looking to her and, and waiting to see if she's going to give give it another chance, and you're being all sweet and humble and scared to death. And so you really have to be the, the guy that says, no more, this is over, if you uh, continue to talk to him. And mean it. Yeah. Yeah. 
So that's the well, only thing that's going to work. That's if it. he does that, what do you see happening? Will she come back if he does that? Will she be like, oh, my God, he's serious this time? I, I believe she will, but, but right now, you know, she, does, she don't respect you. That's really what you're dealing with. You're dealing with no respect at all because you're not demanding the, the respect that you do, you know, being the father of, you know, guys' kids. And she's just being really irresponsible, and she has a big crush on a, a young, hot guy. And so, um, but I think that, um, that you have to get her respect back, and, and then you have to deal with, with the issues of your relationship, which is you guys, you, you guys sort of ignore each other. That's really the problem, Right. Right. Okay, well, you can't be with someone and ignore them, not for one day. And so yep. you've gotten used to your routine in life, and you think this is married life, and you go through your routine if you ignore her like you have, right? Yeah. This is the result. Eric, good luck. I'm glad yeah. you called in. That sounds like really good advice. Yeah. Uh, Gary, here's a funny thing about Spivey, this Spivey character with the hair and stuff. Yeah. Is not only is he like a psychic and a medium and all that stuff. Yeah, what else is he? But he's also, he's like really old. So how old? I don't know, like thirty-nine or forty. Oh wow! So he's had like plenty of life experience, and he's—I mean—he can just give you good advice, even if he's not using his psychic ability. Am I right about that, Gary? Yeah, I'm eighty-nine. Eighty-nine. Great, Gary. Here's the thing: Gary's a vampire. Didn't I tell you Gary's a witch? witch. I said he's a witch because Gary freaks me out. Can I tell you the latest, Gary? I want to tell you this. This is, and it hasn't been confirmed yet. But you know, I've been telling you like for the last four years, I've had awful stomach pains, horrible stomach pains, sometimes worse. But they're getting worse every year. I finally went to the Mayo Clinic the other day. The Mayo Clinic now hasn't been confirmed yet, but the doctor's theory is exactly what Spivey told me four years ago. What? He's like, it's kind of like Gary said this. There's something in your stomach that it won't heal because it's moving all the time. Kind of like you have a pimple in the Mm -hmm. corner of your mouth and it won't heal because you're talking and you're moving all the time. It doesn't get a chance to heal. Gary said, that's your problem. That's of all the specialists that I've talked to. The specialist at the Mayo said, that's your problem. It's in your stomach lining, your abdominal wall, and it won't heal because you're moving all the time. He says they're going to inject it with some steroids next week. Hopefully that'll work. It hasn't been confirmed that you're right, Spivey. But so far, a doctor at the Mayo (laughs) has agreed with you. Well, there we go. And I'm like, good God. Spivey is right again. All right. If you want Spivey to be right for you, then call me, 651-989-KWB, or send an email. We got a real quick email, Gary. You ready? Yeah. Okay. This one is, well, my husband started grad school last year to move into a new career and has been racking up a ton of debt and student loans, and I just found out he hasn't really been going to class and has lied to me about applying and interviewing for new jobs. Oh, no. We are expecting our first child in a week, Uh and we really can't afford this new debt. Why is my husband lying about all this? Is all of this just a waste of time, or will, or will grad school actually amount to something in the end? Mm. Wait a second. So he's been lying about even going to class? class? That's class a serious lie. Yeah. yeah, that's a that's a. So what is he doing breaker. during that time? Well, I'm sure that she would love it to be a deal breaker. She's having a kid in a week. I mean, that's yeah. a deal breaker. Get away from this liar. How could you, there's not a bigger lie besides cheating that you could lie about? You disappear all day. And you say you're gone to class, yeah, well, and you say you've been applying for jobs, and you're not going. Mm-hmm. Where's he been going, Gary? Well, you know, I see him playing online. Uh, a lot of times, people feel like they're doing um, homework or research, 
and basically they're reading the newspaper online. They're, like I see him maybe at coffee shops or something. He's just he's online playing online, and he just it's very entertaining, you know, to do. Um, a lot of us do it, and but this is what he spends his days doing. He's very addicted to just having a computer in front of his face. He's on League of Legends. He's on that stupid <laughs> League of Legends game. I and he can't fun. stop it. Well, I think it could be something like that, uh, but he's just spending all his time in some fantasy life uh, online, and so uh, he wow. really, he, she needs to take his computer and just really, uh, you know, put it in the trunk of the car and lock it or something. Gary, something. but but what a liar, though. I mean, how can you lie to your partner about something so serious? I mean, besides cheating, mm-hmm. I can't think of a bigger lie. Like, yeah, I'm going to grad school. No, I'm not. not. <laughs> yeah, I've been yeah, applying okay. for jobs to improve our future. No, no I'm, I'm not. not. Yeah. He's disassociated, Dave. That's how people lie on these with these crazy lies. They actually, it's a type of being mentally ill. Uh, they totally will go into such states of denial because it seems ridiculous expecting a baby that you play on the computer all day long. Yeah. And so he goes into a state of denial and goes into disassociations. And so he totally disassociates the truth from reality. And that's where he's at right now. Is it crazy that a woman would consider staying with a man like that? Well, yeah. no, I'd be so. Understand. I don't care if you got a baby or not. I don't care. Yeah. No. That's that's different. If it's you're still, a, a week out, done. yeah, come on, a week out, Dave. You're right, a week out, but then I'd be gone. Be like, you know what? Sorry. Here's an email for you, Gary. Here we go. Okay. I am 30-something and an attractive female, so I'm told, and have been doing happy ending massage for almost three years now. I just finished up my bachelor's and feel completely lost. Business has slowed down big time, I think because I hate it so much and the clients since that. I also have tw- a tween child. I am barely covering my bills and cannot figure out my place in this world. I feel guilty for how I've raised him. I've had I had him very young and I feel like a loser. I've even thought about suicide, but I can't leave him. I'm so depressed and scared and get emotional as I write this. Will I ever find my place in this world? I've been making really good money and am now barely scraping by. I just want my son to be proud of me and I want to be able to give him the things he needs. Thank you. Wow. Well, it's very hard to sort out these things. Um, so there's almost, you know, when you look at it, you go, okay, what's the right answer? And the right answer is I see a job opportunity, uh, which has to do with a real, not a, how do I say the job she has is a real job. I mean, that's a job too, but I see that she, she's not feeling good about herself. And so that's the reason she's sort of manifesting nothing and everything's going bad. And um, so I, I see her getting a job opportunity that is a, a new job and uh, if she looks into just the new job opportunities, and somehow she's already heard about this around her, uh, I feel like she's going to get a new job, and it'll put her in a different space. She'll be very happy with the outcome. So, How old did she say she was? She's 30-something. 30-something? Yeah. She didn't say the exact age. Okay, gotcha. Gary, here's another question. It says, um, via text at 5391, I have a question. Why can I reach the big sexual bingo um, I can't actually. I cannot do it when I'm with a partner, but when I'm by myself, I never have a problem. That's really common. I mean, don't you hear that? I mean, yeah. not that you hear it a lot, but I think it's a pretty common problem. Right. What's the reason for this? It's Sarah. She wants to know. She can't do it with somebody, but she can do it by herself. Well, here's what I'm seeing. Uh, I think that she's very much an empath. An empathic person is able to feel uh, the other person's energy and feel feel them, you know, if you would. Sort of like when I'm reading people, it's like I'm empathing the person. Uh, and so um, with that, she will sometimes empath dark energies from the person that she's trying to be with. And so uh, if she learns to meditate a little bit, this is going to help her. And she also has a, has a sexual block that comes from uh, two relationships. 
relationships ago. And this was a horrible situation where she felt betrayed. And so I'm clearing that block. And as I clear that block, uh, I think she'll feel different, lighter, and uh, and sort of warm, warm. And I see then the next time that she tries to have an encounter with somebody, she'll be able to uh, reach the point that she's looking for there. Okay, Gary, please help. I've been married for a while with five kids, and my wife flipped upside. My life was flipped upside down a year ago when my wife cheated on me with her boss. We've been working things out since they've been together, but the stress of it all is really getting to me. I'm worried about my health and have thoughts of killing myself. I just need to know what the right thing to do is. Do I trust this is a one-time thing and I need to let it go, or is this who she is? Is she going to cheat again? I'm going to try to be strong for my kids, but I do love my wife and I can't be hurt again like before. I'm desperate for what Gary sees. I'll tell you this. No affair is worth killing yourself for and leaving five kids without yeah. a dad. Yeah, that's horrible. I mean, that's, that's the fact that you even went there is surprising to me. I mean, a relationship is a relationship. Yeah. But your kids are always going to be forever yeah. and ever, forever. So Gary, what do you see? Yeah, and the kids really need need you, of course. Of course they do. And, and so I think he knows that, but it, it was just so painful. Uh, sometimes, you know, Dave, people do make a, a one-time mistake. This really does happen. Uh, they get used to people being around them at work. They get to where they trust the person at work. They're friendly with the person at work. And then it becomes more in sort of a moment of, of passion or someone just talks somebody into it. Uh, I think this was a, kind of a one-time deal. And uh, I feel like, you know, as much as, you know, everybody, I can feel screaming, you know, at the radio going, no, she's always going to cheat. I don't think she's going to cheat. I believe she realizes she almost messed her whole life up, and she sees this as, as just a mistake. And and I feel really good about their relationship. I feel really good about them. He has to, of course, get to where he can trust her, and she has to uh, believe in herself again because she's pretty – she's beat up almost worse than he is on this. Okay. So I, I believe they'll make it. That would be my vote. You want to call Gary off the air, call him at one 800 827 gary one 800 gary All right. This one says... Two weeks ago, I had my best friend come over to have a couple of adult beverages. We were having a great time. Two hours go by, and my friend stops dead in her tracks and picks up her cell phone, looks at it, and then looks at me. I asked if there was a problem. She says, didn't you hear the dial tone? I said, "Um, no. Is there a problem? She then looks up at me and is staring at me. I'm freaking out now. She looks at my stairs. Her eyes are wide open, and she doesn't move for about a minute and a half. She tells me that she saw an old man walking down my stairs to go down to the basement. Did she have too many drinks or did she really see an old man? Because it's been on my mind for weeks and I'm starting to get scared. What's the dial tone have to do with anything? I don't know. Maybe it was weird that it all happened back to back. Let's make it a quick one, Gary, because we've got to take a break. What do you see, Gary? Uh, she's actually able to see uh, things in the other dimensions, like I do with you know spirits walking around. But this was a demon, Dave. This was a cloaked figure. Demon sometimes will appear differently, and uh, so I cleared the dark energy. But it really was not a demon with the the girl that she was at her house. It was it was this girl who came over. She had pretty pretty much a bunch of demons around her, and she could just see it. So I got rid of it. There we are. Some people see better when they're drunk. Okay, good to know. Let's talk to Nellie. Who is being accused in her? I want to. I want to make sure I get this right here. Uh, in your husband's death. Hi, Nelly. Hi. Talk he to Gary Spivey. Drug overdose when he was twenty-eight years old. Okay. Two years ago. Okay, so two years ago, your husband died of a drug overdose. Yes. And why yes. are you? Why are they suspicious of you? They said that I gave him the drugs, which I didn't. And the judge now has everything in her chambers, and she has the right to either dismiss it or go to trial. 
and I want to know what's going to happen to me because we have three kids that I'm trying to raise on my own right now. Now, why would they even, I mean, I don't know anything about it, obviously, but why would they even suspect you? Wouldn't they just think, well, he's a drug addict. He took an overdose of drugs. He died. What makes them think, what's their evidence against you? I, I don't know. Cause my no, you do, though. I mean, really. What, my what? medication was in the room, and it was empty, and it was in the garbage can. But they have the bottle with his name on it, with the drugs that he took, with the needle next to him by the nightstand. All right, Gary, what do you see? Well, you know, here's what I see. It looks like there's people pushing it um, on his side, maybe his family. Is there family members pushing this? No, I spend every weekend at my in-laws. I see someone on his side of the trade, in other words, someone that was that he knew, and it feels like <clears throat> that they feel close in. It could be best friend-like people, but, but I see someone that was pushing this, and then it really got just sort of crazy. They took off on a theory. It was a little bit of a rootin' tootin', uh, shootin' kind of uh, uh, detective uh, that, that you would say there's two of these people. Does that make any sense to you? Um, I can barely hear you. I think I, you're I saying think, like somebody in his side of the family is pushing it. Maybe his, maybe my sister-in-law or my brother-in-law. I feel like there's 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 those people that are, and I got warm when you said that. So that's what I feel. So I feel like that these people were pushing it, and then you got a, a you got two really aggressive detectives. That's what I see. Yes. Does that make sense to you? Yes. And so I, I feel like that with all of the, the information they have, they still don't have enough evidence. And I believe the judge will look at this and just realize, well, that's good and great, but you don't have enough evidence. Do you have so a criminal I record, believe- Nellie? Nope, I've never been in trouble. With never been in trouble. Yeah. Are you addicted to drugs, Nellie? No. You never tried, had drugs? Yes, I was addicted to drugs so a couple of years ago. Okay, um, gotcha. I've, been clean, I've actually been clean for three years in November. Wow. Well, good luck. I mean, I hope it all uh, works out the way it's supposed to. Gary sees it going to get thrown out, so that's good news for you. Linda has been waiting for a very long time. Linda, thanks for your patience. What's your question for Gary Spivey? Hi. um, Well, my dad is a chronic hoarder, not like the dead animals. What does he hoard? Tell me a quick story about it. Stuff. I mean, he has three storage garages full of stuff, and when I would argue with him, he would say, well, it's just really inexpensive stuff at garage sales. And I'd say, Dad, you know, it all adds up, right? So his house was full, he had to get a storage unit, then he had to get a second storage unit, then he had to get a third storage unit. So it's not even on his property anymore. He's got storage units full of junk that he buys at garage sales. He, he does, but it's also on his property, too. It's on his property, too. Yeah. And why does it even bother you? Why do you care? Well, I mean, I don't know. I... I mean, I would, too. Don't get me wrong. I would, too. But why does it bother you so much? Oh, well, I think the biggest thing is, is so the reason I called a little over three years ago, two weeks before my daughter was born, my mom was walking into the entryway, and she tripped and fell and hit her head on a pile of junk, and she died. Oh, my gosh. Okay, so there is something there. Gary, what, what's the question you want to ask, Linda, so we make sure we answer it? Can you get him to stop, or what's your question? My question is, is I blame him for killing my mom. <laughs> you blame your dad for killing your mom? Yeah, I mean, not like, you know, directly. But right. Indirectly. I understand. And so um, it really caused problems in our relationship. I'm an only child. I don't have cousins. I don't have anything. My dad is really my only family, and it's hard to feel this way. And I guess my question is, is twofold. One, should I be blaming him? And two, does my mom blame him? She didn't even ever get to meet her granddaughter who was born two weeks after she died. 
Okay. And how did the mom die again? She she came in the house and tripped over a pile of junk that he had been hoarding, hit her head, and died. Yeah, and she was on blood thinners. The brain stem went down into her neck, and when she fell, and she's on blood thinners, so they were afraid to do surgery to try and help her. So she wants to know: does is 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 does does mom blame dad for her death, and uh, should she blame dad for her death? Well, when I'm looking at her mom on the other side, she says, um, "Love him, I did," and so. Uh, she's just wanting you to love your dad, and and um, she says she loves him, and she said that that she said she could have tripped anywhere. It really wasn't like that, and so she don't blame him, and she don't see this as being his fault. Um, she she had she she's telling me she actually had fell down a couple of other times before that, and so. She so would, don't blame. So don't blame Dad because she doesn't blame him. Yeah, she would lose her balance occasionally. Did you know that? Yeah, I, I, I did. I did. She was a diabetic, and when okay, her, when she would get dizzy, would get her, or when, when her, her blood sugar, sugar would, would drop, her, she would get. Okay, I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna just, stop. They her. were saying the same thing they, at the same time. They much. can't talk at the same time. So Gary, I'm gonna give you another caller here. This is um, Pat. Hi, Pat. Go ahead. What's your question for Gary Spivey? Hey, Gary. I uh, I had a. Uh, uh, Relations with a woman about 12 years ago, and she ended up getting pregnant, and then she left the state. And then eight years later, she got hit by a drunk driver and killed. And now the question is, is her daughter mine? Yeah. And I got this fear the other day for the first time, and she was pretty similar to the rest of my kids. Okay, so you basically want to know the woman that you got pregnant 12 years ago, supposedly, you want to know... 12 years later, you saw her for the first time, and you want to know if that's your daughter. Yes. Yes, it, it's your daughter. It looks exactly like your sister or an aunt. Simple as that. Gina, question for Gary Spivey. What do you got, Gina? Hi. Um, my son just started school, um, and last year in preschool, he would get really emotional, start crying. We don't know what went on there, but now this year, he's starting to hit kids because he says they're touching him. Now, I don't know if it means anything sexual like that, but I just want to know what's going on with his emotional state. Gary, what do you see? Well, he has a... Uh he has different demons that are around him. I don't think anybody's touching him. I'm not seeing that. Uh, I think that as I see it, you know, I can see the different dark energies. He probably has a hard time in his bedroom at night. Does he talk about things he can see? He does. Yes, he does. Because he has very aggressive demons around him. It's very unusual. Um, How old is he? He's going to be six in a couple weeks. He has a cutting demon around him. Yeah, he does. He has a fascination with knives at six? Well, not really a fascination, but, you know, he he likes the video games and he he tries to do the violence, you know, stuff like that. Do you think you have any role in this, possibly, Gina, by letting him see video games like that? Well, I don't. I don't, but he wants to. (laughs) <laughs> okay. Well, how does he know about him? I guess I'm confused. Well, his dad and his cousins, you know, it's around. Okay, gotcha. He really get away from video games. So dad's kind of a dumbass then. Yeah. Yep. Okay, gotcha. You have to be no, very careful. Yeah. Uh, you, 
here's the type of demon he has around him. Uh, he'll think it's very normal to stab the cat or stab dogs or do, you know, he'll probably, but I'm just telling you what I see. This is a very serious demon, and uh, and I just cleared it. And so uh, usually this don't come back. It could, but, but I see he has, you got to be very careful of, of sharp objects around him. Uh, he could get to where he not only will hit other kids, he could also cut them. You, so you, or cut himself, and so. But I, wow. you know, I, it's a serious thing. I just cleared what was around him. I think he'll start to act a little better for you, or perfectly good. Okay, that's good to hear. Hello, Gary. Hey, good morning. Hi. Real uh, quick, before you get to the cars, will you take away my demons because I have a lot of them today? <laughs> no, yeah. Lawrence just on one. He has you? obsessive compulsive ones today. Yeah, I don't know what's wrong with me. Yeah, you just think all kinds of crazy random thoughts. You even hear voices. You noticed? I don't, I, it's all jumbling together. Yeah, I'm, here we go. I'll clear it. There you go. Okay. See? There, you got hot. See? Now you can talk to the people. <laughs> yeah, there. Better. Yeah, I hope so. I'm mad at everybody today. Yeah, now you'll feel better. Okay. See? Cool. A little lighter. <laughs> Woo! All right, good. <laughs> all right. Now you can take calls. <laughs> no, it's okay. Um, 1-800-827-GARY. 1-800-827-GA- R-Y, uh, the obligatory question about money. Stephanie, um, how bad is it right now? Well, it's not to the point where I'm stressing to the max and it's like ruining my sleep financially. It's less like, am I, gonna, am I going to sink and be overwhelmed with everything that I do have going on? You are on the, you're on the brink right now. You, you can hear it in your voice. You are on the edge. Right. And like it's a lot. Well, here's, here's what I'm seeing. Um, let me fix your energy so that you can then fix your problems. Uh, see, sometimes you get so far down the well, you're down the well, so to speak. And so that's what you have going on. And I can, I can do this really fast, but I'm clearing away something like about two or 3,000 demons. And so uh, you'll feel really light and warm right about now. See how you got lighter and you got a little dizzy? That is so crazy. Yeah. And so now you'll feel much, much lighter, much, much better. Uh, you had a negative spiral. And so, um, and, and I was able to, to fix that. Are, are you in, who are you, are you in a relationship? Yes, I am. So are you exactly upside down with that to where if you go, yes, this person goes, no, they go, no, you go, yeah. Are you, is that what you're doing? Well, we have our, our bump head moments, but more or less like he has my back through it. Okay. And that's uh, been helping me out. Well, I see that he really does have your back through it, uh, and you're getting to the point where you're sort of adversarial upside down with everybody, even him. And yeah. so that makes sense to you? Yeah, it does. And so uh, I, when, I, when I worked on your energy, I saw you exactly backwards in your body. So your spirit was sitting in your physical body backwards. I saw your face on the back of your head. And so I just turned it around and see, now notice how you feel sort of normal in your head all of a sudden? Yeah. Okay. You'll make good sense. Yeah, you'll be you'll make good sense of things now. You're going to feel a whole lot better. I got through a I got also got rid of a tremendous amount of old mama traumas that were purging out. Does that make any sense? <laughs> yeah, that does. Yeah, your mom crazy. <laughs> you don't even know sometimes. Yeah, right. And so I just pulled all that away from you. So you had all kinds of things that were hitting you at one time. A lot of people are going through this right now. You're not by yourself. People are sort of purging old junk. And they tend to go little nuts, and then they get through it. And so you were in the middle of your nut space. Uh, you'll feel a lot better. Your financial uh, things, it'll take you about three more months. You'll get through it, okay? Okay. Good luck. 
Thank you. You're welcome. Yeah, go get them. Have a good day. Yeah, I did a lot of stuff. I don't know if that translated on the air, but I, no. I, pulling, I pulled out hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of things. That, that's what I was going to say. Was that you? There was a lot of work there. Yeah, I was doing stuff, and tons of stuff came out of her. Like money, like money was just kind of the byproduct. Yeah, yeah. And, and a lot of times these days, people are having these purging, like a purge of negative stuff that's coming up, mm-hmm. going through you, and then going out. And so this is a normal thing happening. I this get has it. been a week of, of people fighting, too. People will say, I've had it. I've had enough. This is the last week. I've never seen so many people going, I've had enough. You know. Yep. Spence just did it this morning. Mm-hmm. Yep, Lauren. Lauren did it this morning. Yeah, it's, it's, that's, did it like that's five what times this morning. I, I was that way last night. Yeah, that's the demon du jour, if you would. I've had enough, and so yeah. But it's a, it's sort of a purging had enough, and so the explosion that you've been pushing back and holding on to for some time will now come up and out, and it'll happen so quick you won't believe it. And so that's, that's the, yeah, that's so that. weird. I was like, I was like, I just need to go to bed. Uh, I hate everything. I hate everything. Don't talk to me. I'm done. Mm. Ah. <laughs> And then I woke up this morning, just great. Yeah. So Eva, you're the relationship question. Single mom, yes. single mom, two kids, and uh, and I are you thinking? Oh God, I'll never find anybody because I'm a single mom with two kids. Yeah, but it's mostly because um, I'm very careful with who I date or or see because of my kids. So people tend to think that I'm very picky. It's not that I'm picky; it's just that I'm being careful. Sure, you should be picky. So what do you what do you see? Is there any is there anybody who's going to cut through and be able to be man enough man man enough Eva man man enough or woman enough man okay is there anybody who's going to be man enough for Eva? Well, no, I don't think so. Not in a million years, because what you just said is not it. You're saying I'm picky, and you're saying you're doing you're you're picky for your children. That is a good idea, of course, to be that way, and that's who you are. You will be, but but really, you're in denial of the category. And so, because you have old anger with men, does that make sense to you? Yes, it does. Okay. So when you're mad at something, your energy will naturally run it off. So I I can get rid of that anger if you want me to. You want me to? Yes, please. Okay, there we go. I just got rid of your, you had a bunch of anger towards actually two old relationships. Make sense? Yes. Okay. And so now then look how light you feel all over. Feel that feeling? Yes, I did. You were blocked with your anger. Now you won't be mad anymore. And uh, on a scale of 1 to 10, your denial runs something like about a 400, and now I got it to zero. See, now you feel a little dizzy and light in your head, and you're, you're, not, ang- you're not angry, and you have no, de- no denial about men. There's actually a guy around you that's hovering around that sort of likes you. You should go out with him. Okay. Make sense? Yes. Okay. There. Thank you very much. Good luck. <laughs> well, yeah, and you can go out, too. You don't have to introduce him to the kids right away. Right. And that's, I, I, yeah, I He's know. a nice guy, right? Yes, he is. And you kind of really like him, right? I do. I really like him. Okay. What there we are. are. What are you doing? Go on. Go, girl. <laughs> Hit it. Hit it. Hit it. Hit it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Don't yeah, stop. Not get right it. Away. Get it. Maybe not the first. Don't day. circle back. <laughs> Hit it. Go. Go. <laughs> All right. Hey, have a good day. <laughs> See you later. Bye. Bye. And the and uh, Andy Spence has said before the ten and four rule. Yeah, you, they can come over after ten p.m. and they got to leave by four in the morning. That's the ten and four rule. That way the kids never see them, and then you can decide when it's serious enough. To allow them into your family. To allow them outside of the 10 and 4 uh, barrier, mm-hmm. whatever that That's is. My, that was my role back in the day. Um, and Sarah, uh, Hi. so you lost your cousin um, four years ago. What happened? Uh, he was murdered. 
Wow. So this, uh, you may need to do some some help in here. You've heard Gary do this before, right? Absolutely. Yeah. So can we check up on her cousin? Yeah. Who was killed four years ago? Yeah. With being murdered, I see him holding his head. And um, how did he get murdered? He was stabbed. Okay. And so I see him holding his head. I see his head in his hand, you know. Um, I think he was in a tremendous amount of fear. Did he put himself in harm's way? Was it the situation that he didn't have to be where he was? Yeah. Okay. And so it looks like to me that he put himself into this harm's way. In other words, he didn't have to be there, right? No, he did not. And so many times people will stay earthbound when they put themselves in harm, harm's way. In other words, it wasn't just a situation where wrong place, wrong time. He actually could have just stayed home that day. And so, yeah. and so it looks like he went looking for it, so to speak. Does that make any sense? Yeah. Okay. So he's, he's earthbound, honey. He's not in the light. And so uh, you can do him a big favor. This would be the same, same thing as like a, a suicide victim. And so he's just hung in this moment of death. And so um, uh, I just see him. He's sitting outside. That's where I see him right now. You know, and so uh, where was he when he got stabbed? In a vehicle. Okay. Out, well, outside. And so yeah. I just see him outside. And so he's hung in that moment of death. So, so call his name. Bert. Okay. He's responding. Okay. Tell him to look up right now. Look up. Tell him to stand up. Stand up. There we go. Okay. Tell him to reach and take the angel's hand. Take the angel's hand. He's freaking out. Tell him, don't be afraid. Do it. Don't be afraid, bird. Just do it. Okay. Boy, he's stubborn. Tell him to take the angel's hand. Take the angel's hand. Okay. There we go. Okay. Tell him to take a step into the light. Take a step into the light. One more step. One more. Okay, there he went. You got him. So you got really hot all over. Feel how hot you got? See? Yeah. Okay, you did him a big favor, honey. He was earthbound. So that's the biggest favor you could ever do anyone if they're hung in that space and you got him out of there. He responded to your voice. He wouldn't have responded to me. He didn't know me. He knew you. So you did him a big, big favor. You'll feel much calmer about this whole thing, and so will the whole family. Okay? Okay. Good luck, honey. Thank you. Thank you, Sarah. And there we go. 1-800-827-GARY. 1-800-827-GARY. Get yourself a private reading with the world's greatest psychic, Gary Spivey, who appears if this phone number is what I think it is. Are you in Ojai? I am. I'm in California. Oh, boy, yeah. good. Aww. Did you get the waterfall done? Uh, you, well, I, I almost got the waterfall. I got it working on half half of the waterfalls working in North Carolina. You know, right? Because as we mentioned before, the water goes where the water wants to go. Yeah, the water know. doesn't always go where you want it to go. Yeah, so I got to get more pumps. You know, get it level. You know, there's issues. <laughs> got it. Anyway. Well, uh, have a great week. We'll talk to you next Thursday. Great guys. See All right, you pal. Follow me on Facebook.com forward slash Gary Spivey or Twitter.com forward slash Gary Spivey. Also, you can call me up for a private reading anytime, of course, 800-827-GARY. Or 24-7, you can call any of my gifted psychics. And today's special is only $1.99. Get you 10 minutes of a psychic reading from any of my gifted psychics, and you can call us up at 800-217-5336. That number's 1-800-217-5336, and I'll see you next week. And I do appreciate you.